TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to have to do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. And welcome to the Score North. The Twins are still in first place. Twins show. We've been calling it the Score North first place Twins show since like maybe April. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little nervous that this week when I came in on a Thursday that it was that that wasn't going to be the case. It almost was. They recovered. The Indians stumbled. Yeah. But here we are, still in first place. Uh, we haven't been here. I haven't been on the radio since last Tuesday when we did our podcast. From modest, 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 modest yep. brewing, and uh, so a lot has transpired since then. There was a complete Indian series that was a complete disaster, mm-hmm. um, and then the last two days in Milwaukee that, uh, like some good, some bad, like maybe should have swept, maybe should have gotten swept. Very roller coaster, I would call it. Yes, I referred to it on Tuesday on Fox Sports North, uh, where I do some pre- and post-game work as a seesaw battle, which is kind of an old-school term, Mm -hmm. a seesaw battle. Um, I should mention, too, I guess, before we get too far into this, that Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore, my usual partners on this show, are in Orlando. Yes. And that's Judd Zolgad that you hear, and Manny Hill is also here. Mm -hmm. I think technically you're running the board. Is that what they call that? I am producing and running the board, or or as Doogie likes to say, Technically operating. <laughs> technically operating. <laughs> or no, te- technically directing. Not, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Producing and technically directing. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Doogie's line. Uh, you're not behind glass, which is sometimes the case, I think, when you're in the other studio. So right, yeah, we're yeah. all in the same room. But Manny Hill, Judd Zalgad. Um, Good to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining mm-hmm. me today. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That that Milwaukee series, like, we can get back to maybe the, the Indian series, but... Um, well, I think we saw some good things in Milwaukee, some stuff that, that I think is going to be a positive heading forward, and then something, and I, like Sergio Romo yesterday, like that's going to happen. It was bound to happen. He had been really good since he came here. Right. I was, I was impressed with Martin Perez on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and what he was able to do, now there was 10 base runners with six innings, he gave up six hits, walked four guys, didn't really strike anybody out from a team that strikes out a decent amount. But he did something that he hasn't done for a long time, and that's pitch out of trouble. Like he he was a, he had been a guy for me that was a one two three inning or a four run inning, and there really was no in between. Like he would he would even that the Yankees game, he started out. I think he struck outside in the first inning. The next inning, he gave up like six runs. Yeah. So it's like it was like a Jekyll and a Hyde thing. So he was able to pitch around some of the trouble, and I thought that was a positive. Did they change things there too? Was that a product of just his improvement, or Perk? Did you think you saw an adjustment to the cutter and all those things? Yeah, and I brought that up on Tuesday night uh, post game because he had thrown a couple. He thrown one to uh, Yasmani Grandal in the first inning, uh, a backdoor cutter, and he hadn't thrown that. Everybody talked about. I mean, the whole talk the first two months of the season was cutters, cutters, cutters. It's this cutter on the inner half to righties, away to lefties. Jamming guys with the four seamer then, um, and I think guys started to get to that. And we talked about that in the pregame that 
it started before the Mets series, but Ahmed Rosario hit one that was like in off the plate. And it was a, I want to say it was Texas before the all-star break that somebody hit one, but it was foul. And I was like, man, like he really got to that pitch that was inside. You shouldn't be able to do that. And he didn't keep it fair. And then Ahmed Rosario kept one fair. And that was right after the break. So guys, I guess the point is guys started looking in on on him, knowing like, hey, he's going to throw this thing there. So you like your margin of error gets smaller and smaller and smaller. The more you do something, the more guys start to adjust to it. So then you have to adjust back. He tried throwing changeups, and he had a couple starts in this long stretch, eleven or twelve starts that were pretty good. Like he left the one game with two guys on. He had threw six plus innings. Gave up two runs, left two guys on. They both scored on a home run or something. A, a reliever gave up the run. So he ends up with four runs. Pitched well. That happened a couple times. But he was started to mix in more change-ups and his curveball, which has not been a good pitch for him all year. Tendency to hang it. Change-up has been up. And then so this time now against Grandal, he was throwing cutters on on his arm side. So away to a righty trying to like, like what Phil Hughes used to do. Remember when Phil Hughes would throw those cutters to mm-hmm. into righties, away to lefties that like they would take thinking it was going to be a fastball off the plate, whether it was in or out. And I think that was part of it. But did, I mean, he kept them honest out with that. And then you saw a lot of like guys beating balls off their foot, getting jammed. I mean, he had a lot of ground balls to the left side of the infield in that game. I just think he, I think he pitched better. I think he had a little bit better luck just with like, the guys actually as crappy a defense as that they played as a team <laughs> in Milwaukee. This is accurate. Yes, yeah. they they made some good plays behind him. Uh, Polanco made a really good play coming across in a shift. Um, he made another nice play going the other way. Bad throw to Arise, who scooped it and almost turned it all play on Kane. That was the one run, the one earned run that he gave up. Oh, man, but, is that kid a player? By the way, yes. Mm-hmm. His uh, ability to scoop the ball on bad throws has been. Really good. He's as impressive as any young player that I, I mean that I've seen in a while. Just to come up and like immediately comfortable. Um, very cool to see. And I, I told I told this story, man, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, um, to Phil and Derek, that when I was rehabbing my shoulder down in Florida, he had blown his knee out. And so he was rehabbing. He was real young. I mean, I don't know, what is he, 21 or 22 now? So yeah. he was, you know, 18 or 19. He had played like one or two years and then blew his knee out. And everybody down there would talk about him like he's the best hitter in the organization. Mm. The best. Like, this kid is unbelievable. And I, and I didn't know his name. He didn't speak any English or anything. He was real shy. And then when he debuted in Anaheim this year, I saw I'm like, oh my god, that's the dude that everybody said is incredible. <laughs> and then all they're talking about is, oh yeah, he hit 350 between Double A AA and Triple A. I'm like, yeah. Then now he's that's hitting 350 here. Yeah, and that's the guy. Um. So yeah, I don't know, but he's yeah they they made good plays behind Martin Perez, and which is amazing because they I think all in all, I mean they've been really bad at defense. For a while now, am you know? I am I correct in saying I thought for the first two months or so, Perk, that they were really solid defensively, and was I torturing the 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 stats to come up with this? So, it just seems like it's dropped off a lot. So my the first, the second series that I did with Fox Sports was the Mariners series, and so the the talk was. They hit a bunch of home runs, but they can't play defense, so they were losing the Twins. This was still this was mid-May, so the Twins were still, you know, the best team in baseball at that time. 
and we did this whole thing about the difference between the two teams, the similarities, and then the differences in the in the hitting and and the field, and then the fielding. How how different it was the Twins at that time were had the fewest errors in baseball mm. and had the second most defensive runs saved to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And so I looked them up this weekend or this week before we they were playing Milwaukee um, to get ready for that for that one game that we did. And they are twenty. I want to say twenty second or twenty third in baseball in defensive runs saved. Now they've gone backwards. Okay. Wow. Um, and and then obviously so I'm not I think, crazy. No. And okay. now they. Uh-huh. I think I saw on Twitter last night or maybe this morning that they lead baseball in infield errors now. I, I, I think believe, I, saw the that, same I believe thing. that was what I saw. Yeah. That that they they have the most errors of in the in of infielders in baseball now. After having probably the fewest in the first couple months of the season, six, seven, eight weeks up to that June, Actually, that magical no, June second. You know what? It makes some sense here. Okay, third base, first what month plus? Mar- yeah, no. Marwin. <laughs> yeah, no, so no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Polanco's gone backwards because Polanco, I thought started. I, I think he started fine. It's disintegrated really of late where the throwing problems. But if you think about this, I think Crone got off to a pretty good start defensively as well and scooped everything. Yep. So it does make some sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think Crone like leads in drops at first base. Polanco, like, well, so he, the throwing error yesterday that he made, he threw overhand now. <laughs> I saw that. And he had been throwing sidearm and he'd been getting him over there. Um, but then, like, so the first night, like, the one, I mean, the, Perez makes a good play on a bunt, the pitcher. They got a chance to turn it open, and, and he just frying panned it. Like, just hit his, it just, I mean, he, he didn't even catch the ball at second base. It just deflected into left field. And so he, yeah, he's, go, I mean, they, and that's expect, not, not the, <laughs> not the dropping a ball, but defense at short, I think, as a season goes on, it's so hard to play. Polanco leads, I know he leads the team in, um, innings played in the field. Right. He's played, you know, he plays basically every day at a super duper demanding position. There's always been questions with his defense going all the way back to when he came up. I mean, they way back when they moved him, that he was a second baseman, they kind of were trying to figure out. Then he came up, Dozier was at second. They're like, "Well, let's have him play short." I don't think it really mattered because we were terrible and they were going to let him play and it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward. I mean, Arise is the is the Second baseman. I don't know if they can move Polanco to third. I don't know if he can stay at short for how long he can mm-hmm. when the drop off has been as steep this year as it has. I wonder with him too is is he just is he just a little worn down because he's been playing almost pretty much every day this year at a demanding position like you said and we've seen not only with with the fielding but we've seen his bat cool off since the All Star break too. I'm wondering if he's just yeah and, and only playing fatigue, a, he just, only played a half a season last year. Was yeah. it last year or two years ago? Last year. It was last year. Last, last year, year yeah. they only yeah. played a half, he played yeah. the second half, so he only played a half a year. Yes. And shortstop's so hard to play. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and he they really don't. I mean, they have Adrianza that can back up, I guess. But they, you know, he he's playing third sometimes, playing first sometimes, like. So, you know, they, but yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, when you look at, the the team as a whole, and I think at some point we can get to the Fangraphs article where they kind of break down what. Like the the tale of the Twins two seasons they've had so far, and what's gone wrong, and some of it is defense, some of it is some of the guys that were hitting really well early in the season aren't anymore. Um, but you look at like the, the the struggles that the pitchers have have had, some of that I I feel like has got to be 
on the de- on the defense. Just the lack of and Buxton being out. Well, yeah, and that's the. I mean, that's got to be you the X factor, the huge factor, because <laughs> yeah. he, yeah. he he is in my mind one of the few defensive players in baseball that's a difference maker across your entire team. Like if he's out, your your entire defensive chemistry is sort of thrown off. I think. Yeah, well, it, it, you're you're moving two guys out of position. Yep. So yep. you're moving Max Kepler out of position. He's a really good right fielder. He's a below average center fielder. People try to say that he can play center. I don't think he can. I don't think he wants to as part of it, yeah. and and he wants to be right fielder, and that's fine. Like he's good over there, uh, and then and then you end up putting Marwin Gonzalez or somebody who does who does fine out there. He's made a couple nice plays that look good. That you know, who, it's one of those things like get Statcast on it and see did he need to, you know would would a would a better right fielder or a faster outfielder slide you know like the, we go back to the Hicks catch like Byron Buxton catches that like on a, on the like slowing down right yeah. So like he makes a diving play of the year. Well, you know, so you got you end up with guys out of position. It makes Eddie Rosario have to cover a little more ground and left because he's got it. You know, there's there's just more space to cover because you don't have Byron Buxton covering half of the outfield, and so that it impacts all of those guys. And then that I mean the infield defense is a whole different thing. But Byron is, uh, I, I mean, in the lineup, uh, he's a different element than than they have. With the speed and the things like they're they're a clearly a home run hitting team. They live and die by the home run, and he can hit home runs. But he's the guy that gets on base that makes a pitcher worry. You right. know, it's not it's not having Crone and Cruz and Scope and all these bigger guys that don't you don't have to pay attention to them. It's like if you can get them on first base, you're fine. Buxton has to be if you're if you're a pitcher a true pain in the ass. Yeah, like well, he's just got to be a pain in because like Cruz, if, okay, Cruz hits a home run or he flies out or something. Yeah, but if Buxton gets on, it's a nightmare. He's going to end up on third base, <laughs> and you like got to think about or, it. Yeah, one yeah. way or another. And like if I was if 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 he was trying to think it, there was I never really faced guys. I mean, there was never been guys that have been as fast as him. But like, if I was pitching and he was on first base, I would just like forget about him and just let him go. Like, I need to just try to figure out how to strike the hitter out because you're not going to keep him from stealing. Right. And even if you throw over to first as a lefty, he he's he's going to beat the first base and throw to second base. So I think I would just ignore him and like screw it. Like you're getting to third. There you go. <laughs> just, there you just go. Just go it, to third. Just wave. Yeah. Just wave him to third. <laughs> once he gets on base. It, it, how rare is it that he's actually on first? Because basically, if he hits the ball to the outfield, he's going to run to second base. Well, he's got 30, 30 plus doubles <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah, because because every single is a double. Yeah. I mean, he hits balls through the infield that he like you know gets to second base on. Like that other guys are like pulling up at first base and like he still steals. Yeah. No one else wants to steal now. Uh, um. <laughs> But I think, uh, yeah, that, the, the, I don't know. All in all, the, that that Brewers series was. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I think about it, and like I want to say like it was disappointing because they gave up the lead yesterday, but they got lucky the first night. Like Josh Hader threw a ball down in the zone that Marvin Gonzalez could hit out. Glenn, I think it summarizes exactly where the Twins are right now. Yeah, like yeah. that series is yeah, is like, that's not them they? April and May, but that's if, if you if you were to say give me the cliff notes of the Twins August fifteenth uh, right now, I think that's them. Yeah, yeah. Gonzalez three run homer. They still you know are reliant on the home run. The pitching, the starting pitching isn't great, but it's not awful. I think this is just them. 
the bullpen has you know has some has decent struggles, but will, yeah, will deliver in other spots for yeah. you. I think this is very reflective of where Rocco Baldelli's team is at as we do this show. All right. I mean, I don't mean to be no, I, I, negative I, about it. I just think it's them. I, yeah, I, it's there. Yeah, it's hard to, to like come up with descriptors. And yeah, I guess I don't know. Are they a five hundred team? Is that what they are? <laughs> now, last week, I think you and when Phil went down yeah, the line, I was, I'd like to apologize. By the way, uh, I was are wrong. the Twins good you enough right. to win the World Series? Is where they're <laughs> I got over my skis. I was the okay? only no. Yeah, and I, I got was the o- only no. I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it only took six games for you to decide that too, though. Well, I you're, was on the you're front. on such a ro- you're a, you're a, you're a seesaw yourself. You're on you're <laughs> oh, on a roller coaster. You're on a roller. You know coaster. me. You're exactly right. <laughs> such a flip flopper, Jed. <laughs> it's hard not to be, but I can't I can't decide or I couldn't decide because there there is good to this team. Like it, I still think it's a good team, um, but the consistency and and then plus now there's that group of probably grade A teams, right? Uh, Cleveland's probably up because of the starting pitching with that group, maybe now. But the Yankees for sure, Houston for sure. Yeah, maybe I think maybe we should do some power rankings. I like it. I, I like think it. we've got we've got. Uh, I want to hear your take on the third base coach situation. The Tony D. Okay, Tony Diaz. Tony Diaz. Okay, I want I want I want to get the I want to get the scoop from you on that, and then I think we might need to do some. And we'll be power rankings and debate that a little bit. Well, let's do that next, sir, on Glenn Perkins on Baseball on Score North. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your the Score North Twin Show. Bomba. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Score North Twin Show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. I am the host of the show. I'm here with Judd Zalgad. Manny Hill, who I think might be a better DJ than Phil Mackey. <laughs> I haven't heard that song yet. That's a, that's this a, one hasn't that's made a, the rotation no, yet that's a good one. Between that and the pipes, he for sure is. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Mackey can't hold a candle to those FM pipes right there. No, no. <laughs> no one can. Do, you, you definitely have a voice made for radio. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. It's, it's a, been a fun ride. It's a God-given so talent right there. And I've there. got a face <laughs> yeah. made for radio. Yep, that's true. <laughs> I have neither. <laughs> that's, that's not true. <laughs> uh, all right, so the Cleveland Indian series, we just spent like an entire segment breaking down a two-game series against Milwaukee. Uh, so we're going to spend the next four segments breaking down the Cleveland Indian series. <laughs> we're going to start with we're going to start with with Judd's thoughts on Tony Diaz. I wish we had like a sounder like this is Judd's thoughts on and then you can just oh, like He can do it. And now Judd Zolgad shares his thoughts on Twins third base coach Tony Diaz. Okay, first of all, let me say this. I love the opportunity that the Twins are relevant enough in August to be talking about the third base coach. And I'm not kidding. As a sports fan, this is great. Because 
Unfortunately, during the course of, of your career, Perk, the third base coach really didn't come into play, too. I mean, he did, but not like Well, this. Scott Alger could flex his forearms with the best of them. Yes. So. <laughs> and then there was, what What was Gardy's buddy's name? Joe Vavra. No, but the guy, uh, Steve. Steve Little. Little, Little bit. Steve Little bit. He's still, yeah, he's the bench coach over there. Yeah, for the Tigers. Anyways, I, so. I forgot. Little did coach third for a while. Don't you remember the whole debacle? He could never decide. Like, yeah, he would do like the hold. stop and he'd like wave with one hand and stop with the other. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then, then there was one time that I remember he also like decided he he waved or stopped at his waist. And it's like, how's the runner supposed to see that? And he's got his hand down by like his hip. Yeah. He's like, go, go, go. It's like, yeah. how's the poor guy? Um, okay, so Tony Diaz. Part of the problem here is I cannot unlink in my head Saturday and Sunday. And the decision to send C.J. Crone, poor C.J. Crone, from second base on Puig's arm is darn near fireable. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And there's no way. Rocco can say wet baseball, but come on. The Sunday decision, I, I personally didn't like sending Adrianza, but I will, I will also go back to Rocco before that and say... With all of the metrics that they have, and this is a smart team now. Yeah, why was Jake Cave not running? I, I, I mean, a, so well, it, you look, you look at Adrianza, middle infielder, skinny, really strong. You're like, that guy's got to be fast. Not fast. No, not, not much, fast. Not much faster than Crone. No, not fast. Jake Cave, not fast, but faster. Right. Yeah. Lesser of two evils. So that that's the start of it, yeah. And I don't. It's 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 a weird thing because he makes he does make some decisions where you're where an Baldelli where you're like, you know, I think they have some data to maybe back up a different decision, but maybe he's thinking something else. Anyways, back to. So I so personally the Sunday decision I didn't like because of the outs because it's yep. second it's Gonzalez at second, Adrian's at third. One wow. out. I'm not saying that that I have full faith right now in Jonathan Scope because I don't. But okay, we get to two outs then, and assuming that that something doesn't go haywire and there's not some type of weird line drive double play, which I don't think there would have been, especially with with Marwin on second and he's a he's a pro's pro. So then you get Kepler up with two outs. I'll take my chances there. Yeah. So Although I wonder I, if they would have walked him. They would have walked Kepler. No, who would have been hand, the next hand was. I wonder if Hand even would have been in the game at that point. I don't yeah. think. I think he would have been out. Don't you? Because he was. He was getting up there in pitches mm-hmm. already, and he had thrown a bunch. Was it on Friday night? It or no? It was Thursday. All the way back to yeah, Thursday. It was Thursday, but he was scuffling then, and and then the next night against uh, Boston on Monday, he came in and blew the save again. Yeah. But the point being is, I would have. I I would have held Adrianza based on the fact that it's one out guy yeah. on third. I got a fighting chance to get that guy in game yeah. game done. Yep. And, and oh, and here's my last point too. If this is 2010, and hell, let's say it's Crone, I might send him based on on the fact that I know he he can barrel roll the catcher. Yeah. Yeah. You know now I mean it's it's play nice at home right? Yeah. Stop. Smooch, hug, shake hands. <laughs> I mean, it's million dollar players, pick the, but pick up the the catcher's mask for him. Exactly. Him. But but the fact that I know if that throw beats him, he's he's just dead. Yeah. Like there's nothing he can do besides perhaps a backdoor slide or something. Yeah. So all of those things, but mostly the out would have been 
for me. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's zero outs and one out. You you keep the guy at third. I think. I mean, I, yeah. And it, like you know, you can you can break it down after the fact and say, all right, Jonathan Scope's been, if not the worst, one of the worst clutch hitters in the game this year. Whether it's the Twins are in a close game. Or, you know, they're up by a lot. Like, he's really good when they're up by a lot. Like, when everybody else is good, he's good. When they need him, he's, like, non-existent in close games or close and late. Like, he's even worse. Like, he's a he's a, he's a under, like, a 100 hitter, a 120 hitter in close and late. But Tony Diaz isn't thinking about that when he's, you know, he, he doesn't have an earpiece from Rocco. And Rocco's like, all right, if... You know, if if Gonzalez hits a ball over the left fielder's head, you got to send Eric Giazzi because Scope's coming up, and then there, you know he'll come up with one out and strike out, and then it it comes down to Kepler, you know, or whoever hitting right. uh, with, with two outs. He doesn't know all that. That's not going through Tony Diaz's head. That was just a, a decision, I guess, where he thought let's challenge them to make a relay, and they did it, but like it wasn't even close. So I don't know. It was it, it not a great. Not a great send. He had and, a little bit of time though, because Adrianza, as as Naquin gets that ball, I think he he caught it in his bare hand off the wall. Yep. You know, Adrianza's not quite at third yet, so you do have that split second. I can think about this. Yeah. Don't keep no, going. I mean, like it's, if it's all if he's touching third and then the ball's not in yet, then I think it's okay. Just do it. Yeah. But this is all. This was all a little bit slowed down. Yeah, and it's not I mean it's not hard to make that relay. Like it's it's hard to maybe get the ball to the catcher and to get the tag on, but like that's a that's a pretty good shortstop running that cutoff there. <laughs> yeah. Lindor's okay, I yeah, think. Yeah. He's you know, good. so it's like, yeah, you know, the same way you don't want to run on Puig, it's like, you know what, if they had a their backup shortstop in on a Sunday day game, maybe you run on him because right. he's gonna throw the ball short or left or right or over the catcher's head or whatever. Like you're running on on one of the better infielders in the game too, and you know what are you gonna do? It's uh, talk about a lot. Yeah, that's right? what you're break, gonna do. Break <laughs> it down, break it down, break it down for ten minutes in uh, in August here. So, um, yeah, but again, it's just that's kind of like what's been happening in a nutshell, where they need the break, they don't get the break, or they need the, the cutoff to not, you know, and that's kind of honestly. On the the game on on Tuesday night, Rosario led off that inning with that ball to the left center field gap, ran on Kane and and Hirua bobbled it at second. Rosario was out if he catches that ball and puts a tag down. Yep, mm-hmm. and that was one where like that's that's where that you say, hey, you know what? Sometimes you put pressure on the defense, make them make the play, and they don't. And they didn't there. That's what started that whole rally that inning. If he's out there, who knows what happens that inning? Right. Um. You know, so it's it's a game of inches, but maybe in the case of Saturday against Cleveland, it was a game of feet. He was out by what did we decide six. Feet? I saw Phil. Phil tried to say that the the, the uh, ball had like Naquin hadn't even gotten the ball yet when he was at third base. He was proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. R- Rami Rami got somebody to tweet him the, the picture, and Adrian's is not there yet. But the the Puig, the Puig one. <laughs> The Puig one did astound me, though. Why would you? Why you would run? And it, it was in the fourth inning. It was two zip twins at, at that point, and, and the twins won that game, obviously. But why you would run on his arm is just beyond me. Yeah. If I'm Rocco at that point, I'm saying, Tony, can we talk? What were you thinking? Yeah. I, you wonder. You wonder how that goes. Like what he think, what he really thinks, what he really said. You know. I guess we'll find out in October or November, whenever their season ends. 
<laughs> yeah. what Rocco thought about, we will. about that. And Derek and Thad and yeah. all those guys. You're right. I think sometimes it's easy to, I had mentioned this the other day, sometimes it's easy to forget about the Crone play because that was a game that they won. Yeah. So you don't really think about it that much. But like Sunday's game was, that was the one that, that's the one that everybody's talking about because that was potentially the winning run that you sent and got tagged out. And then we saw what happened in the top of the 10th of that game too. So Yeah. Well, and, and you get... Like it, it's kind of the, like that the old adage thing of like the home, like home runs are rally killers that I never believed in like that I do believe in you know people will say that and then analytics people will say they're not like like you want to just score runs it's hard to pitch with guys on base mm-hmm. and so that's the other thing you factor in like I I wouldn't mind if I had a three run lead and I had a guy on third and nobody out like get him in so I can start over like I want a clean slate interesting and mm. so. So what by not if they don't send Adrianza, then now you've got one out. You got a guy that's already thrown twenty some, almost thirty pitches, weren't wearing out. It's the middle of the afternoon. It's ninety degrees out on Sunday, and you've got a guy now with guys in second and third, twenty five pitches, a tie game. He's got a he's got a base open, but he's got to get a strikeout for sure. Mm-hmm. And so that all the pressure is on Brad Hand in that situation. Absolutely. Like you, you know, so like you don't need to win right there. Like what? you don't need to take that. You take that chance if there's if there's two outs and a sack. Fly oh, then I do. Yeah, for sure. And scope, like and you, you send him every time and, yes. and and see what happens. That's, take your chances. Yeah. But you know, you 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 put that pressure on the pitcher. What does that do to a uh, to players also when when you're in a series like that? Things aren't going great. But you know, if you you win that game on Sunday, it's two two in the series. That's not too bad. Three ones, it feels bad. If you were a player there, when when he gets gunned at the plate, what does that do mentality wise to when you're on a good team, but you're going through a rough stretch, and all of a sudden, if you win that game, if Scope hits a fly ball, you know you, you split that series and leave town feeling a hell of a lot. Better than the twins I'm did. pretty sure that all the guys on the team were like, when he sent them, were like, no, like, don't do that. Don't go. <laughs> like, yeah. did, like, I think that that would probably have been the reaction. Like, this doesn't look good. Hopefully, like, I could envision myself, like, standing out in the bullpen, like, have been warming up or whatever, and, like, watching and being like, please drop the ball at home plate because he's going to be out by a mile. <laughs> like, that would have probably been, my, that's probably most of the guys' reaction. Coaches included probably saw that. And we're like, oh, we need we need to get lucky here. <laughs> oh, bleep is what <laughs> they probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, and it's like it's so it's that's so deflating. And then like so then they go win. They, they're down. Then they win in Milwaukee. And mm-hmm. and you're like, I I remember yesterday morning I was talking to somebody and they're like, oh, hopefully that win last night will like kind of get them going. I'm like, yeah, like they that could be a momentum builder. And then they shoot themselves in the foot the very next day. And like, it that's I don't know. It's it's it, they're frustrating. Like it's a frustrating like time. You know that's interesting because I think John, I think it was Danny who brought this up last week about you know the Twins in the last couple of weeks, even though they've been kind of a five hundred team, they've always been able to have when they've been challenged by these good teams, Oakland, the Yankees, you know, Cleveland. They've always seemed to have you know Atlanta. They've always seemed to have that one game or that one moment. Where you're like, okay, that's going to get them going. You know, Rosario's home run against Oakland, Sano's walk off against the Braves, 
um, you know, beating the Cleveland Indians on this past Saturday. There's always that, you know, Marwin's home run on Tuesday. There, there always seems to be that game against a really good opponent that they come through with a big hit or a big play or a big performance from a starter, and you're thinking, okay, that's going to get them going back in the right direction. And then the next day they end up losing the game. It's, you're like, the, when is that momentum going to start The again? next day, not even like two days later. Like, not yeah. even like, let's get a three-game win. It's like the next day you're going to shoot yourself in the you're like. You just got your foot out of the bear trap, and then you shot it off with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and it's somebody different. Yeah. So, um, all right. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna break, but we're gonna come back. We're gonna. I think we're gonna do some power rankings. I like that. All right. Let's do and that. And then I want to get your thoughts, Judd, on the wild GM search. I know this is Glenn Perkins on baseball, but. I want to. I, I you got just, three hours. I, yeah, I just. I, <laughs> and you, you got some cash, have, so we can go buy the I'm team. Gonna, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start my stopwatch, and you've got. You'll have a minute and a half. I'll give you a minute and a half. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Scoring our twin show. Back for one more segment after this. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins. twins coverage on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Welcome back to the Score North Twins Show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. Uh, Phil Mackey and Derek Wetmore aren't here. Phil Mackey usually prints out my, I read my uh, my thing that says, like, this broadcast is copyrighted and oh, may yeah, not yeah. be used with, disseminated without Wait, the express consent do? of, oh, it's clearly Judd doesn't listen to Glenn Perkins on baseball. <laughs> it's like the disclaimer, wow. right? Yeah. 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 The, the Thursdays disclaimer. are light for me. Yeah. So <laughs> Thursdays are light. Thursdays are my light day. So I, uh, we don't have that. We do have Manny Hill and Judd Zalgad. Before the show, I was joking with you guys, uh, with Phil and Derek not being here, I'm like, what are they at? Like a podcasting conference? And they are. Yes. Yep. Podcast convention. Yeah, podcast In convention. Orlando yep. in August. In Orlando in August. Uh, I feel bad for Derek Wetmore. Like, I, I make fun of him every week, and he's super pasty white. And now yeah. he went to uh, uh, L.A. over the All-Star break. And now he's in Florida. Like, I mean, he's got to just be, like, blowing his budget on sunscreen. Oh, my guess? Not outside at all. Is that it? That's my yeah. He hates going outside. Yeah. Well, you can tell. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying he stays like spring training. Clear. He hates being out there. Yeah. It's the press box, (laughs) the clubhouse, the restaurants. Does he walk? Does do you think he uses an umbrella to shade himself from the sun? Would you put it past him? (laughs) No. Would not surprise me. He would. He would be a leading candidate. What What would be on his umbrella? Like what pattern or like like would it be like a? Isn't he a Spurs? Tottenham Spurs yeah, fan yeah, or something. Yeah. He's a fraud. Or it'd be like be... hashtag optimism reigns or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. like, like yeah. I would. I want to know what would be on Derek Wetmore's umbrella. I don't know. It'd be sports to be honest with you. Like his favorite book. Yeah, it might be something else like that. Yeah, it's not a movie. We know that. No, no, no. It's it's still hasn't seen Major League. Yet. <laughs> I don't know how anybody because he's how old now? Thirty something. He's got to be in his thirties, right? Mean, you work with him every day. I don't. I don't ask his age. <laughs> I'm not that close to him, but I'm amazed at how few movies he's seen. He has it. it, it it's it. He's an interesting character, though. Like he he loves reading books. He's he's a super nerd, and oh, he admits yeah. it. And that's great, Derek. We love you. <laughs> um, all right, enough of that. So, says got, the guy who feels slightly got, guilty for ripping a guy. I got I got my dig in on him. I hope he hears that. Um, 
And uh, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna do some power rankings, some MLB power rankings. Um, but first, Judd, you have. Do we have like a like a thing on the soundbar, like a like the like on a Jeopardy, like a like the, oh. the, the the you know. Oh, let me see. We gotta have something, um, or you could hum. Because <laughs> I want Judd uh, has ninety seconds to talk on the Glenn Perkins. On baseball, Minnesota Twins score north, first place, Minnesota Twins show, whatever we're calling this. I don't have, I have, I usually have it in front of me so I can read it because I don't remember you stuff. Enough. That was just um, fine. Uh, let's see if, let's see if this will work. Judd has nine. You have ninety seconds. <laughs> okay. To break down, uh, who was the guy that did? You apparently used the wild to get a contract. Don Waddell. Don Waddell who was the GM and president of the Carolina Hurricanes. Who the owner, the new owner of the Hurricanes, didn't. Didn't want to give him a contract. He's like, I don't give contracts out, and this and this guy's like, no, no, sports work with contracts. So he's out now. So the breakdown of just what's going on right now. Uh, well, I'm going to start off with one word, Perk, and that's going to be incompetence. Because the fact that you're looking for a general manager in a training camp is a month away or so, and, and this team has a list of GMs. But the fact is, they hired a guy that Leopold knew well, Paul Fenton. Right, Paul Fenton. It turned out they knew could scout. Nothing else. Think about that for one second. It's 2019. You got to know. He he basically drove the analytics department away because he didn't like them. He was such a non-people person. The employees at the Wild couldn't stand him. And last year, I kid you not, when the team was in crisis, he went one day to the Patriots Super Bowl parade party and emailed photos and videos back of that party as things were going on with his hockey team, he was at, he was a fan. Belichick and those guys are going down, you know, waving, and Fenton's there taking pictures of this. All right, so now you get the second bite at the apple. Billy Garrett of Pittsburgh is their assistant GM. I think he's going to get the job, but the fact is, if you look at this roster right now, you have no clear-cut center. I think your goaltender's okay. I don't think he's great. I like your blue line, but besides that, you are in complete disarray. Complete disarray. So here's my stance on the GM. Take your time and find the right guy because 2019-20 doesn't matter. Okay. I like it. So you think it's going to be the guy from Pittsburgh? I think it's going to be him, yes. All right. That was Judd Zolgad on the Minnesota Wild. (laughs) And Godspeed to them all. Yep. Um, And now, Judd, who's the best team in baseball? Oh, Okay, I'm torn between the Astros and Dodgers, but with that pitching... I probably have to go the Astros right now. But the Astros and Dodgers, uh, to me, the, the Yankees, we saw it, they're pitching. Like, it doesn't scare you. The thing that scares you is they could theoretically win some games 18-12, to 12, but do I think they're going to beat the Astros 18-12? to 12 No. With that pitching? No, I don't. So, Houston, Los Angeles, Houston being one. How about you? Uh, I am, I'm, I'm Houston for sure. Um I think the Dodgers, Clinton Kershaw's not what he was. He's never been good in the playoffs. Uh, he's he's been okay. That's a little bit of a misnomer. He's been okay in the playoffs. He's just never really like won one. But he's like pitched okay sometimes. He's not the same. Walker Buehler's really good, but he's young, and so I, I don't love that. Ryu's been really good, and but he's is he back now? Because he was hurt. He he had yeah. gone on the DL. Um, so I'm I'm an Astros guy. I think they're I honestly it, it's hard to run away in baseball. Just because it's there's the, the parody is there like a, among the best teams there's there's they're pretty even I think the Astros are going to run away with it I think they're going to blow through the playoffs uh, they're so good 
They're mm-hmm. all around. They're I mean they have they have they have the bullpen, they have the starting staff. They they added Granky to two guys that are Cy Young contenders. They they added Aaron Sanchez who was awful in Toronto and he's been nothing but lights out there too. Yeah. Um, it's not even fair. Yeah. Manny Hill. I I'm I'm leaning with you guys with the Houston Astros. I mean the Granky the Granky acquisition at the trade deadline just changed everything. I mean that was that was a big boy move because it was a move that they really didn't, they didn't need, need, they didn't right? need to make. You got Verlander and you've got Cole at the at the front of your rotation, and then you add Zach Greinke and Zach Greinke's your number three guy. In I, your rotation. I That's said, not fair. I said on this show before the deadline that I don't think the Astros are going to make a move because they don't need to. Yeah, like they were already good enough, and they were, and then they still went and got a pretty dang good pitcher. Who they got to pay a lot of money to and is getting older, but for, I mean, even if it's just for this year, if they win another World Series, to hell with it. That's I mean, that's yeah, exactly what you're matter. doing. But all right, so I have I, we kind of talked about it in the in the break. Um, if you tiered the teams, like it's it's weird. I feel like there's only th- three teams for me that can win the World Series. It's the Astros, the Dodgers, and I think the Yankees can, especially if they get their guys back, get their guys healthy. I think they have the offense. To win it, when you have to go through all the guys they have, but you when you have Judge Stanton and Carnacion, it's ridiculous. I mean, like I feel like every time through the order, one of them three guys is going to hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Like you can probably count on three homers a game from like the from the Yankees in general, but that like trio, like those guys are going to hit a home run. And um, so my like if I if I tiered them, I think that the Twins are in that in like the second tier, but I feel like there's a huge drop off even from. I don't even know who like the fourth best team in baseball would be. I think it's pretty unanimous, right? Those are the best, the three best teams yeah. in, the, in the game. Yes, I think um, you're absolutely correct. Like uh, that second tier. I, I mean, I guess it's everybody else that's in I the mean, playoffs the right Bra- now. Braves, where where would you tier them? They're, I mean, they're in, they're the in that, tier? they're in that. Yeah, I mean, the, it's the it's the Braves, the Twins, the Indians. Um, nobody in the NL Central is good. No, that, no, they're not. No, the Cardinals and Cubs just keep going back and forth. Well, the Cubs on the road are twenty three and thirty seven. Yeah. They're atrocious away. Yeah, they early. haven't won. I don't think they've won a road playoff series all year, or at least since like early in the season. They have not won a series on the road yet. Yeah, and so like I think you know you have that, and so then you got the Rays. You've got the um, who's the Oakland? Oakland yeah. is right there. Yeah, they're a nice club. And then and so it's like I mean, there's only like. How many playoff spots are there? Five? Five in each league, yeah. So 10 playoff spots. There's only like 12 teams that have like a chance to make the playoffs, right? Like or 13, 14 maybe? Yes. Like a legit, legit chance the to make the playoffs. National weird because they're, it's so jumbled. But yeah, American League is, is I think, fairly clear-cut, right? Yeah, outside. I mean, outside. So it's it's basically, well, the Twins and the Indians and that are going to make it. So one's going to win the division. One's probably going to get a wild card. Yep. And then it's the are the Rays ahead of the A's right now? Or the A's yeah, by two games. The Rays are up on on the A's by two games. So, and so that's that's the second wild card spot right there. Yeah, between those two teams. So there's probably. like there's six, and then nobody else is close. That's a that's the point that, that I've seen all year long is that bottom half of the American League is pretty heavy, and there's a lot of bad teams down there. Yeah. Well, there's three teams in the Central that aren't trying. Yeah. And then and although, then the although the Bal- Baltimore special man. They're not, but they're not even as bad as the as the Tigers. They are thirty nine and eighty two. They're three twenty two winning percentage. And you're right, the Tigers are thirty six and eighty one. Poor Guardy, you're 
old skipper. Man. I, I saw him the other day. Somebody, he's, he, whoever was pitching for him, gave up a home run, and the dude. I think they were playing the Mariners, maybe, and the dude hadn't even crossed. Like Guardy almost ran into the guy that hit the home run on the, on the third baseline. Like he almost like cut him off, like on his way out to get the pitcher. Oh, I, you know what, what? I mean, like what what happened? It's like, like, why do the baseball gods hate Ron Gardenhire so much? Like, what did he do to the baseball gods? He didn't beat the Yankees, and they decided I, like, that. I don't know. After 2010, I mean, he's he's won, like... Does he need this, though? Like, I know he loves baseball, but I does think he, he just this? loves baseball. I, you know, and I, when he was, the, when he was the, the bench coach for the Diamondbacks, we played them. They came into town, and I talked to him for a long time, and he was, he was happy to be back in the game. Yep. He didn't love being a bench. He said he wants to manage. Like, he wants to be in charge of a team. I just don't know, like, yeah, why you put yourself through that. And they are so far away from. Well, there's, being... I mean, there's no chance that he's going to be there when, yeah. whether it's in two years or or ten years. I mean, they didn't hire him to like start a rebuild, right? They just hired him to guide like a. But I, he must just have seen it as like a like to get the old boys club back together, get Andy there, get Joe V there, get yeah. a little bit there. But still, it's just, it's such a disaster. Yeah. And they're stuck with that uh, Cabrera contract for how long now? 2023. Like 11 more years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you signed through 2023. That guy's, we're the same age. I, I, like, I could never get over that when I was facing, because he, he went from being super young, like when I was 31 and he was 31, and I'm, I was like, this guy's like, seems like he's 25. And he, now he seems like he's 50. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm 50, but I've, like, I feel like I'm younger than him now. And maybe it's because I'm not playing, and I don't know. He still is. I get. I don't know. Well, he looks. He looks. He's 50 aged. He at has the not aged. Yeah, yeah, he has not aged. The power's well. gone now. Yeah, he yeah. can't. He's got no lower half. I mean, he had all yeah. the ankle, the the groin, the hamstring, all those things. You know he my had rule, Perk. Over. You know my rule. What's your rule? Get out before you're really done. Oh yeah. And, and I know guys say, well, no, because once you're done, once you quit, you quit. But uh, things like that are sad to watch to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, As even, a fan, like, I don't enjoy it. That's like, we, even like Joe Maurer. Um, he had a pretty good year last year and mm-hmm. could still play. But mm-hmm. like, I, I was happy for him that he was like, you know what? I've, I've played long enough. I played for 15 years, made enough money, had a good year. And I can, even, and David Ortiz is another one. Like, well, he's the poster child. Had, had for a the really right good, call, and just right? like yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to be. You don't want to be remembered as like it. It, it doesn't go back to Harmon Killebrew playing for the Royals. Like, yes. isn't that kind of the one? Like, you don't want to be Harmon playing for the Royals. Yes. Or Willie Mays with the Mets. Yeah. Falling down yeah. in center field. Yeah. 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 yeah that's another like one. Joe, yeah, you know Mays. what? Joe. Joe had a nice last year, and Joe was still a productive, good player. Yeah. But. The longer he played, the more, in my mind, it tarnished those great catching years. Yeah. I mean, he was a Hall of Fame catcher. Yep. For all people who now say he's not a Hall of Fame player, look what he did as a catcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's off the charts. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I know it's tough, but, and uh, this one of the sad ones to me was, you know, and he won a Super Bowl, but Peyton throwing ducks for the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I know you won a Super Bowl, dude, and that's great. And that defense was great. Yeah. But that ball was, you know, barely making it through the Judd yeah. was like, the Broncos won the Super Bowl, and Judd was like, that was still a bad decision by Peyton Manning to come back for that year. Because <laughs> it made me sad. Only Judd would say that. It made me sad. He could no longer, he was such, he was so great. He, the, his ball, like you could watch on TV like the laces. Spinning like it had mm-hmm. such a low spin rate yeah, that you could like see, just, you could just yeah. see the like you could actually watch like as if the ball was in slow motion. Yes, yeah, ducking, yeah. quack quack. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, getting back to our original topic, we got that was a good tangent. We, when I'm here with Phil and Derek, like we'll like lay out what we're going to talk about, and then it, we just completely go off the rails. Like we end up like at something always comes up to like it. We like Delman Young comes up, oh, seemingly cool, wants Phil, a show. I'm sure Phil wants to know some all the tangent. We'll get yeah. off on some tangent, and it'll end up with Delman Young like collapsing in Milwaukee, which we could have talked about on this show because they just played Milwaukee. Yes, and being carried off on the stretcher, and then playing, <laughs> and then the, playing next the next day. Yeah, standing up in the clubhouse. <laughs> Everybody gets in. We're like, Delman, you're standing up. He's like, Yeah, I'm fine, dude. You look, you look like you died out there. I don't know, man. I'm good. Um, How many times do stretchers come out on the field in baseball? Like it never happens. (laughs) Hockey, it happens. Football, it happens all the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, they they had like an ambulance golf cart type of situation thing that they brought out. That was uh, yes. That was pretty good, but. I guess that's it. The music's that. That's like yeah, the, the music's on. It's like get off the stage. <laughs> we're being we're done. Man, Manny's like, all right. At least somebody's watching the clock. That's I'm good. Just waving you guys home. That was um, fun stuff, man. That Thank was you. good. That was fun. Uh, I need Manny to read the thing to leave us a rating. Yes, uh, give us a uh, wonderful rating on iTunes, and uh, you can find this show and podcast on Spotify at iTunes. ScoreNorth.com. Wherever you get your podcast. Yes, wherever you get your podcast, the Score North mobile app, which is uh, still free, by the way. So uh, check that out. Yeah. Bye, Fun guys. Fun show, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.